What's up, Hyperfast Agent Nation? On this episode of the podcast, we got a special guest. He's actually a repeat guest. He's been on the Hyperfast Wealth Show. Today, though, he's going to be dishing out some great advice for real estate agents if they want to work with investors. And he's the man to do it because he is both. So welcome back to the show, Chris. Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyper fast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyper fast. How are you doing today? Thank you, Dan. Uh, glad to be in person this time and not uh, over Zoom. Yeah, yeah. First episode we did, of course, was on Zoom. Today, it's nice to be in this studio. We got the TVs, the whiteboard, everything. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, so it's, it's been a big Zoom world, obviously. Before we dive into what real estate agents should think about you know, when they work with investors like you or, or other people. Right. Uh, what have you been seeing with uh, COVID-19 and the lockdown and all that kind of stuff? How's that affected uh, yeah. you know, what, what you're doing as an investor, what you're seeing agents doing? So, I mean, uh, the first two to four weeks, I think everyone was kind of freaking out, like trying to figure out what was going on, how it was going to affect uh, you know, the market over the next six to 12 months. Um, and so like a lot of lenders stopped lending money. Um, you know, I mean, I was scared that the the projects I was holding and developing, that their you know their ARVs were plummeting overnight. So that was the initial phase. I think after two to three weeks, that all kind of slowed down, um, and confidence rebuilt, and you know, lenders reentered the market. And I, I mean, I know at least in DC, where all my projects are, prices are really high, and the demand has just skyrocketed because all the sellers who didn't need to sell, you know, that didn't want people walking through their living room, you know, five, six times a day, they pulled, you know, their listings off. So inventory dropped, demand stayed with the low interest rates. And, um, you know, I've listed two properties over the past four weeks now, listing a third one tomorrow, um, you know, already getting a couple off market offers and the first two went under contract in the first week. So Multiple offers, how did that turn out for those first uh, Multiple offers on one of them, okay. yep. And it went over the asking price. So, I mean, from what I'm seeing right now, the, the market's red hot, which is great when you're selling properties, obviously. Yeah, it's great to be operating the DC market. I mean, it's, it's as you know, very resilient. Uh, the, the price points that we're at really are driven by these uh, high paying, jobs driven by the federal government and, and commercial industries as well attached to that. So, you know, even though some areas, some sectors uh, across the country had very bad results and, you know, in terms of unemployment, people losing their jobs, businesses shutting down, we're not seeing that right. in for the buyers that are buying the types of properties that are, you know, the ones we're selling, the ones we're developing, so yeah, overall, I've seen that as well. This, uh, you know, sellers taking their homes off the market, potentially, and, and the 
demand, you know, not changing that much. So this this imbalance of inventory to demand is only probably strengthened, I would say, where you know, in favor of sellers. So right. our projects that we brought to the market on this went sold pretty fast and and you know, I know our agents are seeing multiple offers on a lot of properties, competition's hot. Right. And um, you know, for for a while, you know, a week or two it was a little uh you know, there was kind of like a pause and some of these lenders were backing out and hard money got harder to get. Hard money, yep. You know, uh, investors saw the stock market go down and that that freaked some people out. Other people wanted to like save powder, I think, to, to buy stocks on right. the low. So, you know, overall, I would pre predict that would make this supply imbalance, you know, even more drastic because less less projects are probably going to start because some investors had to, some developers had, investors, you know, had to hit the pause button on right. bringing new projects to the market. Yeah, I know that I've financed my deals a number of ways. I use hard money a lot of times. I uh, have three or four different lenders. I like to use, three of them pulled out. They were like, um, you know, probably starting mid-March. They're like, we're hitting the pause button. Uh, we're not even considering new loans until the end of April. So they took almost a five five-week pause uh, the one lender that was still operating, I typically pay 8% and two points for my hard money loans. The only loan I was able to get was 13% uh, interest and three points. Oh, wow. At like so a 65% uh, yeah, LTV. A lot more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a lot a lot uh, lower LTV and a much higher cost to it. So, But if you're still able to get your projects financed and, and to closing... Six to twelve months from now, you should be reaping the benefits. Right. Yeah, it was a good enough deal where the numbers still made sense. All right. Well, let's let's jump into how realtors can work with investors, get more investor business. I know you got probably tons of thoughts on it, but let's just boil it down to like three things. Okay. You know, this would be a short episode. Like, what are three things you think real estate agents can do to either you know, meet investors and, and get their business or do a better job and, and get more of their business. Right. So I guess to meet investors, one of the big ways obviously is going to meetups, right? So I know, I don't think it's as big among real estate agents, but among real estate investors, there's a ton of meetups. I know you run one locally. There's probably a handful of other ones locally where there's all different levels of investors. So you have the, the new guys who are trying to learn but there's also a ton of investors there with a lot of experience where you can meet several, uh, you know, probably go to one each week and you meet 10 new investors at each one. Um, so that's, you know, that's a great way to meet them, I would say. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great tip. And that's like free to do. These meetups are usually don't cost anything. Maybe some charge a nominal fee, but, but most don't. We don't at ours. And you know, most of them meet once a month, but there's lots of them locally. So you could get on a rotation where you're doing one a week and right. at each one you meet five to 10 people that are investors mm -hmm. or developers or no investors and developers, right? So right. you could expand your database. And if, if you go to those and, and really work them and do the networking and don't just like stick the business card in your pocket and forget about it, like actually follow up and with the people right. you want to and book a coffee or a phone call or... Mm -hmm you know, whatever, like you could really add to your database and, yeah. and meet a lot of investors. So I think that's a great tip. And I mean, on top of that, on top of meeting the investors at the meetups, I mean, you're going to learn something too. You're not going to 
learn how to become a, you know, a billionaire real estate investor, but you're going to learn the basics where you can at least then have an intelligent conversation with them, you know, use some of the, the terms uh, and kind of show them that you know what you're talking about and could actually help them. Yeah, that's, that is another good benefit of going to the meetup is just becoming more educated on the basic terms, basic processes, current trends. How to evaluate deals, stuff like that. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to get my best-selling book, The Hyperlocal, Hyperfast Real Estate Agent, for absolutely free? This book has helped tens of thousands of real estate agents, and now I want to give it to you for free. All you pay for is the shipping. Look, you can go on Amazon, read all the five-star reviews, and pay $14.99, or you can go to hyperfastfreebook.com and get it for free. All you pay for is the shipping. Again, that's hyperfastfreebook.com. Get your copy today. Again, hyperfastfreebook.com. Uh, what what else? So you know, meetups. Uh, two more ways that that people, you know, real estate agents can either meet investors or get their business. Uh, yeah. You know, so what, what should they do? The way I've always kind of focused what I do. Obviously, there's a ton of activities that go into, you know, real estate investing, real estate development. But I kind of boil it down to the, my two biggest and most important activities are finding deals, number one, uh, and then raising money. So you know, real estate agents could obviously help finding deals. Uh, if they're plugged in with their market, they probably know a ton of other agents, talk to those agents, see if they have anything off market that's distressed. It could be a, you know, a good investment opportunity. Um, I guarantee if you present an investor with a, an off market opportunity, you'll have them as a client forever. So I mean, obviously finding deals and they don't even have to be off market. They, there's deals on the MLS. If you, you know, want to take the time to go through those deals and you know show them which ones might have the most potential, maybe help even pull you know comps and ARV, all that stuff is super helpful. Yeah, that's that's a good point. On you know because everyone thinks like oh it has to be off market, but there's thousands of listings on the MLS. Yeah. Some of them are a good deal for investors. You just have to take the time to pour through them, analyze them, and, and right. present good ones and, and why. And off market deals, of course. Are, are usually the best, but not always. Um, so if you can find more ways to to build, uh, you know, off market lists to present to investors, and and I think if you're going to present them good deals, you know, going back to the meetups and learning how to analyze uh, deals, you're going to have to do that. So you got to you know meet with the investor, determine their criteria. Like, are they looking for a quick flip? Are they looking for a new construction? Are they looking for something to subdivide and, and get more density on? Are they looking for buy and holds? Right. You know, what is this uh, person's criteria? Right? You got to figure, figure that out, figure out how to analyze it, and then, and then go find it and, and give it to them. It's one of the most basic marketing principles in the world. So if exactly. you can figure that out, you know, you're going to get commission on the front end, commissions on the back end, and, and potentially, you know, that all of the deals that investors doing. Yeah, I forgot to ask about the know their make sure you know their criteria at first, obviously, right? Like the type of deals you're looking for are different than the type of deals I'm looking for. So when you're talking to an agent or you know a bird dog or someone, you're gonna be like, I'm looking for condo deals in DC where I can build, you know, five units plus. Me, I'm more so looking for primarily single family homes, maybe a you know two two unit condo conversion, something like that. So definitely knowing their criteria is a big key as well. And then the second thing I said was, you know, raising money is my second most important activity that I do. 
and you know, we, we live in Arlington right outside DC uh, where there's people have a lot of money in this area, right? So uh, if you're an agent working with some high-end buyers or sellers, you know, talk to them about, hey, uh, you know, I also work with investors that are always looking for people to, you know, invest in their deals. They pay, you know, typically 15% returns. Is that something you're interested in? If you brought them a deal and you brought them someone who wants to put up the equity in that deal, I mean, that's just a, it's a turnkey operation. And there's not many agents that provide that service. So if you could do that, that would be, you know, set you steps above anyone else. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, the developers' two biggest constraints from a lot of them are access to deals, access to the to the money to get the deals. And mm-hmm. if, if there's a ton of ways that you know other outside people can invest or partner with a developer, right. with you know with a someone doing a flip, like they can get equity in the project, they can do it as a notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways. You know, make sure. You're doing it the proper way, so right. make sure it's you know meets the legal requirements, of course. So you know do your di- due diligence on how to do that. Yeah. Uh, but it's again, that's really just networking, connecting with people, and you know once you get in with a a, a you know a couple people from like one group or one type, a lot of times it'll it'll spread because they'll right. they'll tell their friends like. Hey, I, I put money in Chris's deal. It, it gave me twelve percent or fifteen percent. You know, the stock market you know, maybe just went down twenty, thirty percent. Like, mm. it, you know, their friends are gonna say, like, "Oh, okay, can you let me know about his next deal?" Or right, right. So it can multiply, and that's it's really one of the most valuable things you can do for a developer. Like, if you can bring not only bring him the deal, but bring him some money to help finance it. Right, you're gonna command loyalty. Yeah. Like you said, it grows pretty quickly by word of mouth. Uh, and I also like, if you're an agent that has, you know, the, that's been doing well, you might have some money and are you going to lend it to, you know, a developer that, you know, you found the deal, you know, it's a good deal. Um, so you could obviously do that as well. Yeah. All great advice. Uh, all great tips. Like go to those meetups, find deals, find money, you know, learn how to analyze the deals, educate yourself. You do that, you're going to get more investor clients guaranteed. Before we wrap up, Chris, what are you most excited about in the next 6 to 12 months? What is what does your your business look like? Where what, what's going to happen here? Yeah, so uh, the whole hot market thing has kind of hit me at a good time. Uh, like I said, I listed two properties over the past month, one more tomorrow, and I probably have five or six more coming out this summer. So, you know, hoping the market stays that hot, that's exciting for me as well. Um, and then also, you know, the, I, I do think there will be some buying opportunities. So going to be looking for a lot of, uh, you know, discounted distressed deals probably sometime in the fall to winter once we see some more repercussions of, you know, the, the pandemic hitting, you know, that, that next level. All right. Well, it's... Uh... A lot being thrown at us right now, but I, I, you know, like I've said before on this show and others, like if you if you keep focused, keep calm, pay attention to the things you can control, not the things you can't. You will do well. Uh, thanks for being on the show, Chris. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah. me. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.